are live. Eric Butler, we are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. It, it's great here. A lot of fat chicks and a lot of screaming. <laughs> Your podcast f- sucks. It's mental, mate. We are live. We are live. This is real life. Bryson Grave was uh, had a song banned from Spotify. The song about Eminem, Eric, ironically, where he talks about Eminem songs don't get banned, but my mine do, and his gets suspended. How are you? Uh, well, it's one hundred and thirteen degrees already. Really? So, Actually? Okay, you know? no, not one thirteen, but it's above a hundred, and that's a little bit more than I'd like. We haven't that's even insane. hit May just yet. Um. So yeah, I'm getting mentally prepared to melt for the next four months. Um, it's still cold here. Yeah, well, I I was w- just watching the old videos of us, me, in Toronto, and that mm-hmm. little whatever. What is it called? I compare it to Times Square. Young and Dundas year. Square. Young and Dundas. Um, yeah, I get hot just watching it, like me wearing a hoodie and a flannel. I'm like, I, I actually kind of miss it. Like, I, you know, I, I like the flannel. I like the hoodie. I like the fall. That's, I think, why I was drawn to New York partly. And uh, this where it's just, yeah, like they say, it's a dry heat, but it's still hot <laughs> AF, bro. Makes you look Canadian, at least. That video will be coming out Tuesday for all those inquiring. Uh, the first video of Eric and I in Toronto dropping Tuesday morning. And I just got an email that another one of the videos is done by mystery camera person. Uh, y, maybe Z. Um, Carbon-based per- camera person. <laughs> That's good. Saw a person uh, that looks just like them in the coffee shop this morning. Wasn't them. But, uh, you know, the mystery, the mystery only grows. So we'll have that coming out Tuesday. We'll have probably one for the next few following weeks. And then we got some skits coming out too. I just went and met up with some comedians called the Danger Cats over the weekend. Uh, Alberta comedians. They're really funny. Did some stuff with them. Recorded a podcast. And then we realized at the end that two of the mics weren't on. (laughs) So we're hoping that that worked out. But at the very least, there's some content. Classic. Uh, Do they have a studio or what? You went to them? You went to where they? I went to them because they're on tour in Ontario. And they rented a house. I I think that's what happened. I went to a house that they were all staying in for their tour. Um, Very expensive no matter where you go in this province. It was really lame in that sense. Um, But nice guys. So much more fun than I knew that I could have expected. So shout out to the Danger Cats. Shout out to Pharrell Williams, everybody, who is, I think, Eric, this was at some sort of Grammy-related event. Pharrell Williams, um spoke about basically as you're going to see it was government gives musicians and entertainers money they throw party and then talk about how great government is let's take a look see so pharrell williams says it's all about rights as he's honored at grammys oh it's just all about rights and we need more of those tonight's rights are about the creators we got to think about lgbt qia we got to think about uh women's rights (laughs) so anytime that you know the government actually leans in with a fair lens to look at a marginalized community a community that is often taken for granted i mean you name it we have an array of it in this country a myriad of groups that get discriminated against and oftentimes they lose their rights anytime the government will lean in in the way that they're leaning in tonight it's a beautiful thing we need more of that I want them to lean into women's rights the way that they're leaning into the rights of the creators. Uh, but also we believe that music is a potent diplomatic tool. Soft power is more important than hard power. Uh, so we're here to celebrate that, that music as, uh, can be a catalyst for social change. Uh, music can be an education tool. I learned English listening to, uh, to songs. Um, so music is a lot more than just a form of entertainment. That's why we're here. No idea who that guy was. So I just want to um, point out here. The Balenciaga sweater there. Of course. But you look at these artists and basically, so this is an event. Behind Pharrell is City National Bank and RBC Company. So you've got the banks. You've got the uh, Hollywood Academy. 
or the Grammy version of that. And they're basically saying they're the government supporting artists because this is titled this uh, video from Reuters, of course, as Chuck Schumer and Pharrell Williams came out in support of uh, the Grammys on the Hill, whatever that is. Um, so the Democrats are giving them money, which, of course, everybody always means by support is give money. And in exchange, Pharrell will come out and say complete nonsense. I mean, what did he say, Eric? Uh, the LGBTQI uh, rights and uh, women, yeah, women's rights and the rights of artists or artists are such a marginalized group. So you give us money, we give you talking points. Is that, am I understanding this correctly? Do you think? Look, I don't know what this is supposed to mean, bro. Pharrell and that other, that other unknown guy, <laughs> some, you know, empty suit. It, it was complete word salad. It wasn't as bad as Kamala Harris, but Pharrell standing there. Oh, we need to lean in. We need to lean into the rights, the marginalized groups. It's all just buzzwords. It's complete nonsense. And this is very disappointing, bro, because I think we can all remember a time before pol politics took over everything, right? You had kids, you know, in eighth grade, seventh grade, or whether pounding on the table, pretending to do the grind and beat, right? The clips, push a T. These were all very you know, very well-respected non-political entities. And now you have Chuck Schumer and Pharrell. Clearly he got the talking points. And one of the talking points is make sure that whatever you say doesn't make any sense. Just give them word salad and they're going to, we're going <laughs> to pretend that it, that it's smart stuff. And it's just, it's sad, bro, because look, bro, Pharrell has been a, a super producer, as they say, and, and more than just hip hop, right? He produced Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and all sorts of stuff, I believe. So why does he need to do this? That's that's my question. It's very similar to what we see with uh, Bud Light and Nike and all this stuff, because he knows that money isn't really the bottom line. So when those companies are out and they're, you know, you know, uh, slapping half of their customers in the face, they realize that it's more beneficial for them to be in line with the agenda than to work on your craft and continue to make money that <laughs> legit way. It's It's pretty, pretty despicable, really. Here's the explanation for it. Um, it's from Billboard. Um, it'll blow that up a little bit. And it's going to be as bad as you think, as, as you can probably imagine. Uh, Grammys oh, on the so Hill. Is, oh, okay. So that video was from Reuters, but this is a, a different article explaining yeah, it. Yeah, this is a Billboard, Billboard article explaining what it is. Grammys on the Hill is a celebration like no other. Spotlighting music's unifying power as we bring together our nation's leaders with some of the most renowned artists in the world. Um, okay, so we'll party. Hang on, hang on. Music's unifying powers. Meanwhile, they're the same people that are kicking kicking rappers like Bryson off of Spotify. Correct. This okay. year's edition will also honor Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Bill Cassidy, a Republican from Louisiana. The event's sponsored by City National Bank and benefits the Grammy Museum. So a bank is putting on a party for two politicians to give money to the Music Academy's museum. And says it's a privilege to honor Pharrell alongside Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Cassidy, all of whom have fought tirelessly for a pro-music policy that protects the creatives that make up our community. Anytime, Eric, you've got a celebrity-backed thing celebrating a politician, you know something's wrong. I don't care who it is. If you've got Nickelodeon celebrating Mitt Romney, there's a problem there. A huge problem. Even if it was Trump. And by problem, I mean... They're giving them money. I mean, if um, the National Basketball Association honors Donald Trump by throwing him a party when he's not the president, I can understand they want to touch elbows when somebody's the president. We're throwing a president's ball or something. That's for all of them to come together. That makes it more clear what's going on there. But when Bill or not Billboard, sorry, Billboard, when the Grammys have a party honoring Chuck Schumer and this guy I haven't heard of, this Republican from Louisiana, What's actually going on there? It's a sponsored by a bank and Pharrell wants you to believe that it's, you know, this is for people's rights. We're celebrating uh, two politicians. Like it's their job to support people. Is it not? You have to throw. So now we have to throw a party for politicians when they do something right. Allegedly, uh, there's a picture of Pharrell. He's featured. He's one of the <laughs> podcast members right now. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. What right? That we show up and support each other. If, I'm sorry. If we were to follow up, if, if there were any semblance of real journalism in the building and one person were just would just follow up with like, oh, uh, wh which rights are you discussing, Pharrell? 
Yeah. Will be <laughs> crickets. Championed key policies and support music makers in support of music makers, including co-sponsoring the Save Our Stages Act, which is included in the bipartisan COVID relief. Okay, so they get that that confirms it. I'm a damn oracle. Don't tell me how I know this. It's just the words they use, people. When they use words like support, when it sounds too good to be true, it is. So basically they gave the money in the COVID relief package. Excuse me. And they're thanking them for them now. This bank, somebody convinced somebody at the bank to make themselves look good. It's all, it's also sad and predictable. And I just wish, like you said, Eric, that um, somebody <laughs> would just be like, Mr. Williams, what rights are you referring to? Mr. Williams, how much money did the COVID relief package give or whoever the representative is? Um, in this case, it would be for this uh, Grammys on the Hill thing. How much money did you guys get for this? And what did it go to? Those are real questions, but no, it's there's some uh, marginalized people. Art is like in their mind, they wouldn't even in their own viewpoint. Are you saying that artists are just as marginalized as, you know, LGBT plus minus cosine? What are they called? Tangent, Co- cosine, I don't know. Yeah, uh, cosine, tan. Would I'm they too old say, to remember any of that stuff. Would they say in their own viewpoint, Eric, that, you know, rappers like Pharrell, who's filthy rich, are as marginalized as, uh, you know, alphabet people or even women? When are we talking about, are we talking about women's rights again? Because we know what they mean when they say, when they say women's rights. When I say women's rights, I actually mean like their rights, like their God-given or natural rights however you want to pursue that they're talking about abortion and abortion only (laughs) and abortion pills those are the only things they're talking about because there's no other rights that they don't get maybe they might be talking about the wage gap but that gets debunked every three months so we know what they're talking about but they can't even say that they can't even say and like to your credit eric um their own comments always conflict one another and in this case that's painfully obvious when he says you know, artist rights versus LGBTQIA rights. Um, I don't know what I stands for. Indigenous. Intersex. Uh, oh, intersex. Actually, it could what's, be. It, what's A stand for? Asexual? I believe it does, actually. Yeah. I love the thing people are pointing out now that how can there be non-binary when there's a, a bisexual category? That doesn't make any sense. You're only choose The bisexuals are actually just choosing between the t- any yeah, two yeah. given. Um, let's move on. on. Pharrell makes me angry. It's pathetic. <laughs> um, Danny Mullen and Leo Dottavio, two of our favorites. Uh, I talked to Leo on a semi-occasional basis. I don't know when you're checking off like something and it says like always, sometimes, occasional, biannual. Um, <laughs> I told Leo, I don't know if it was last week or the week week before. I'm like, you guys are going to get stabbed or something soon. And he's like, we're taking safety into into consideration. Uh, they were in the L.A.'s. Sorry, that? there is a, a dog. Little, uh, uh, um, you know, one of these hot rod cars driving around outside. We get that a lot here, too. Just trying to find the volume here. Um, so they went to L.A.'s underground into their, their subway system, which I didn't know they had. I had heard of San Francisco having one, I think, but I didn't know L.A. had it a rail system and this video is just so many things in once of course these guys aren't coming out there doing political videos but what they're touching on is inherently political in the sense that there's tons of homeless people down there and they're actually able to secure fentanyl from a guy and that's what we're going to see and then there's Whoa. another guy smoking cracker fentanyl in the background at one point and then they get attacked by two different people and there's such a lack of cops one of the homeless people says that there's an area that the cops don't even go into because it smells of feces and urine so badly. And on top of that, Eric, there's also a group of volunteers, which was obviously one of these L.A. programs, California programs, where it's like, we don't need cops. We just need, you know, volunteers. And on the back of their vest, it says, you know, observe, report and contact or something like that. We can see it later. But uh, this is them. Procuring. So- what appears to be fentanyl from somebody go ahead so the uh as i understand it i'm not from los angeles you know i've been there numerous times right it's in california and for years the los angeles public transit system i mean was a running joke people 
even still to this day, I believe more people use it in the Bay Area, right? Than I mean, Los Angeles. We you can say more than a decade ago, this was just a haven for junkies. So they haven't made. I mean, this isn't new, I guess, but it's obviously getting worse. And I think they also touch on, which I don't think you mentioned, um, how they are trying classical to music, yeah, the classical music, which then somebody started complaining about that because that was inhumane. It's just there's, <laughs> they never there is no. And this is this is proof positive as far as I'm concerned that. Nobody ever actually wants to solve any of these problems, right? Because as soon as you solve a problem, you don't have a wedge to ask for money. You don't have a platform to say you're going to fix anything. So there's no way anybody ever wants to do that. So they're just going to let it devolve into absolute nothingness until, I mean, it's as as I understand, I I've never taken the, the Los Angeles underground, but the point is it's been like it's been devolving for decades now and nobody republican democrat otherwise is is going to even attempt to fix the problem yeah they play some classical music and then the people say i mean it's just a it's just it's circling the drain right now so i guess let's go ahead and watch it yeah that's why their dress is you know classical music and that's why leo's got the violin there because there's some sort of 20 percent decrease but then they're just like this is also inhumane for whatever reason Oh, yes. Give him a taste of Wagner's nocturne. You giving it to him, Landro? Oh, I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. You can film. You can film. Lucky you. It's the one upside to this encounter. Usually tickets are $150 for nosebleeds to see this guy play. You a fentanyl mule? Open up this trunk. I would actually purchase some off of you if you do have some. We're actually trying to buy. They're pretending to be deaf we'll right to now. Trying to like... Wait. Wait, is that real sign land? So they're going back and forth in sign language for the audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> asking for drugs essentially so so the guy couldn't actually hear the violin the whole time he's actually deaf is that what we're understanding i don't think he's actually deaf he says something 20 oh here's my 20 20. come on man how much this better be some fire shit this better be that mac daddy smackaroonie come on Oh, come on, dude. Did I insult you? 25 bucks? Is... Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Here, I'm leaving 20 right here. 20, 20 right there. Look, 20 right there. This is how you do it. This is how you buy drugs on the street. Put a 20 on the ground. You act like you don't guy. know what's going on. Leave the money over there. Hey, everybody. There we go. Okay, okay. Danny, Danny. <laughs> this is not a transaction for fentanyl. Okay, okay. On the ground. You know, come on, dude. You know how we do this. On, Wait, the, on ground. the ground. On the ground. Right next on to the, the 20. Ground. There. See that? Leave it and whistle a tune as you oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's how you do it, Leo. That's how it works on the streets. That's how it works on the streets. We got it right there, dude. Yeah, yeah, one... <laughs> the security guards start coming. They go on to say that it looked like, um, what's the fake weed called? I forget what it's called. Um, oh, uh, spice or. Uh, yeah, something like that. They say it's synthetic marijuana. But the fact that you can just procure a drug deal in the middle of the subway and nobody cares is a sign, I think, of the time of in Los Angeles. I'll skip through it a couple portions there to find the people this I was does talking remind about. Me, do you remember? Um, this was an older video from a couple of years ago, I believe, when Jorge Ventura was in San Francisco and procured a $10 bag of fentanyl or something. This was a handful of years ago. I mean, it's just it's easy. <laughs> These are the people. Um, what does that say on the back of their uh, Metro Ambassador? I believe. Yeah. And this, this can I just say this too? I believe to be another. I, look, I don't want to call it money laundering. I can't prove. Oh that. no, for, I know exact. I thought the exact same thing, Eric. It's a government program where they gave money to the Metro system because they want to be anti-cop while at the same time saying they're doing something. So what do these people have? They probably have some Narcan in these backpacks, a whistle and a phone or something and a flashlight. Yeah. And, a and it says contact report. Yeah. They're, they're giving out love essentially. And clearly that's probably like a $200 million program. Let's see if we can find, I'll look and if wait, I can be, find that. Before you, 
um, there was another video. Ah, I should have sent it to you. Darn it. I forgot. <laughs> there's another video of this very same, um, this very same community outreach nonsense in, in San Francisco or don't quote me. It's in, a, it's in the Bay area. I don't know exactly what city, but in the San Francisco Bay area where they're standing there watching, there's two of these like community ambassadors standing there watching a guy like destroy a parked car. And they're just, they're just, they obviously can't do anything. They're, they're unarmed, right? Because it would be super dangerous for them to have a gun, which is probably true because I think most of them are just recovering dope fiends anyways. But these, these community activists or whatever, they're clearly like, I, a lot of them come out of like these rehab centers and stuff maybe, but, but then there's another catch 22 because in San Francisco, you're, it's going to be much easier for you to, sorry, I keep talking about San Francisco and this is clearly about LA, but they're really not that different. Um, it's going to be much, much more difficult for you to find a in a or a rehab facility than it would be for you to go down and get a box of clean needles. So this is all complete. <laughs> stuff, bro. All right. So here's what it is. Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transportation Authority celebrated the official launch of its Metro Ambassador pilot program Monday, deploying nearly 300 ambassadors throughout the Metro bus rail system. And this was Mar So this is recent. This was a month and a half ago or yeah, two months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, crime on metro and train buses has steadily increased. According to the Transportation Authority, violent crime, rape, assault, robbery, and murder went up 24% in the past two years. In 2022, and I think this was in the video, 21 people died while riding metro lines. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah, complete uh, insanity. The numbers Danny, already matched that within the first three months of 2023. Yep. yep. That's what I was going to say. Because I only watched the beginning of the video when Danny was like, um, basically, I guess he was... I, was it this article specifically that I was reading? I don't it even might know. Have but been. Yeah, because he said, uh, what, two years ago, 21 people died, and then 21 yeah. people already died in the first. It, it's absolute insanity. So they're and on nobody pace cares. for a good, uh, on pace for a good, like 90 or so. Listen to this, though. It says the ambassadors are specially trained in customer service and experience. Who cares? Conflict de-escalation. Yeah, right. Public safety awareness. Meaningless. Emergency preparedness. Meaningless. Trauma-informed response. Meaningless. Disability awareness. Meaningless. Transit operations. Somewhat useful, among other things. Do you what think the hell people is... know how to? They don't know how to operate the transit system. Give me a break. Do Do we really think for once? I second? meant by transit operations, like what time the train, where the buses go, what uh, okay. where you go to get the bus, and everything. That's right, what right. I took that as, but. Conflict de-escalation. You think a crackhead comes up with a shiv? These people are doing anything but running away? To be no. clear, ambassadors are not security officers. See, that's their, like, so what are they going to do? They're not replacing existing security staff or law enforcement. Their role is more nuanced. The role is to do nothing. I want to know, this is what I usually do in articles like this, Eric. I do a good control F, and I do dollar sign. So there isn't one. So they're not going to tell you how much it costs. It sounds to me like these uh, these ambassadors or whatever are just kind of like patsies, bro. They're just they're just volunteering to be put in more danger, right? You, you're already in it's danger if paying work. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you're riding the the Los Angeles Metro, you're going to be you know it's probably a bit unsafe. So now you have nothing to presumably you have nothing to protect yourself with. So you're getting paid. Argue possibly minimum wage to put yourself in harm's way because that's better than trying to hire a couple more cops. And this also is coming at the same time as Gavin Newsom is claiming he wants to deploy the, the National Guard again in San Francisco to stop fentanyl, which looks like it looks like the whole you know what the whole the state should probably just float off into the Pacific and start over. I can do you better than that last article, Eric. I, I can one-up that last article with the explanation for this. This is from LAStreetsBlog.org. Metro officially launches 300-strong transit ambassadors program. Here's their justification. They approved a pilot program, um, which we already mentioned, as part of the agency's effort to reimagine public safety after the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis in 2020. So George Floyd, Minneapolis means... L.A. needs change and more funding for this. 
Uh, the funding is used for the pilot was in addition to, not in place of commitments to law enforcement. We'll go ahead and do our search for the dollar sign again. We have one, and it's from a different article. So, um, oh wait, police and contract. That's actually the police getting $150 million a year. Um, yeah, we don't have anything about how much it costs in here, I'd imagine. I'll look again, Eric. I'll look again. Well, you did the you did the control F, right? It would be in. It would have to be in there, no? I'll look again from a different article. I mean, uh, what do we have next? We have a comedian. Oh, we have another video. Maybe we can go to that. Let me see what that one was. No, we can save that if we have time. Um, but we have comedian Ben Bankus, who is a quote unquote friend of the show, who's running for mayor of Toronto, by the way. If uh, you didn't know, <laughs> he was got a. You know, there's he, a lot of. Are you introducing him? Is he on the show right now? No, he's not on the show. Oh, okay. I'm saying we've got some news from him, okay. and that is that he had a tweet deleted from Twitter. That's the wrong thing, of course. And um, everybody's kissing Elon's ass lately. Um, but of course, being mean on Twitter is still not allowed. He had a tweet removed for hateful conduct because he called somebody a female cat. Um, <laughs> just some random guy sup. P-U, dollars, double dollar sign Y. Um, <laughs> and that's it. And is this they from his website or something? Did he post that again to Twitter? or So where does... This is from his Patreon. I am a Patreon subscriber to okay. Ben Bankus. Okay, all right. All right, I got you. And uh, so he deleted it, and I just wanted to show some of the recent stuff Ben Bankus has been up to. It's really funny. His mayor, uh, Toronto mayoral campaign. Do you wake up every day sad, depressed, lonely, confused, poor, worried about how you're going to feed your family, feed yourself. That's why I am going to stand up for trans rights on the <laughs> campus of the University of Toronto. Step one, we are going to be making Jordan Peterson illegal. <laughs> that means we're going to be doing weekly book burnings of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules, and we are also going to be banning him from the city. This will make people feel safe. We'll also be banning anybody who's ever been on the Joe Rogan podcast. So that means that Ryan Long will be banned from the city of Toronto, as will Gad Sad. That's right, Gad. Stay in Montreal. We don't want you here because we are an open and accepting city. This is native land. <laughs> you know... Eric Butler, the Toronto. Uh, let me tell you something about the the mayoral candidacies of Toronto's election here. Um, it's next month, I believe. Well, we're almost May. It's in June, June twenty something, and the candidates are as followed: Ben Bankus, I believe, officially registered, can't confirm. Chris Sky, who is also known as Anti Lockdown Bro, made famous from my interview. I'll say. <laughs> um, you also have a newspaper columnist from the toronto sun which is canada's right-leaning most popular right-leaning uh newspaper a little bit uh you know establishment but whatever then you have a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of a guy who runs for mayor all the time and loses then you have a leftist woman named olivia chow who was married to a guy who is a popular he's deceased rest in peace a popular far-left politician for the ndp as i've compared them to the squad in the united states like progressives she is his widow and she's running for mayor when she was in office she was part of um i think it was the police city council i'll double check this as we're speaking but she had public office it was a, maybe a school board trustee she was living in government housing while she, for like five years as a member of public office, then she became one of the police board trustees, I believe, or on the police board semantics here of what the title was another public position. And she had to resign from that for trying to influence the policing on a riot. So she tried to tell the police how to conduct their policing on a riot. Um, you can imagine how that, in which direction she wanted that to go. And these are the candidates for the mayor of Toronto since the, <laughs> <laughs> Since the former mayor had to step down because, you know, he got caught in an affair. He, he and this wasn't even counting the video he had with a with a drag queen touching and you look that up for yourself. Don't want to get sued here. But this is the city of Toronto, Eric. I mean, people used to make fun of it when it had the crackhead mayor. 
Yeah. Again, rest in peace, Rob Ford. He was the best. Doug Ford sucks, though. And then John Tory was the mayor for so long, and he had to step down. And these are the candidates. And then, you know, the local news, which you might have gotten a taste of when you were here, talks about how great this woman was because she's because she's far left and claims she's leading in the polls. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, so few people vote that it's just whoever's name you recognize is leading the polls. I don't understand. Yeah, well, how does it... Um, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. It sounds like everybody in this... We see it in New York, too. Their heels are so dug in. Whoever is controlling... Because, it. look, I think we can agree that there's likely a similar driving force behind the American politicians and Canadian politicians, right? The UK, yeah, Australia, it's just left wing. Yeah. All over the place. But their heels are so dug in that nobody is going to, nobody is going to come out and stop it. There's even, even RFK right now. I do feel like maybe this is a little bit off topic here, but recently has come out against climate extremism after that clip went viral, neither here nor there. The point is, their heels are so dug in, nobody's going to say, all right, you know what? Because they, their plan, like we always discuss, is not to fix anything. It's to make it, you know, to continue the managed decline. So nobody is going to say, hey, you know what? I I have some, you know, left of center policies. I have some left of center views and values, but some of this has gone a little bit too far. Let's come to the middle. That's never going to happen. It's been, everything has been, is, is so extreme now that nobody, as soon as you try to pump the brakes a little bit, like say a Tulsi Gabbard or maybe even Andrew Yang, depending on who you ask, they're going to smear you as a, a Russian, a right wing, a, you know, a fascist, this, that, and the other. So nobody, there's going to be nobody who's going to say, all right, maybe we went a little bit too far. And that again is proof that they're, they never planned, they never want to help anything. And it's just, um, it's pretty despicable. And that's why that's what happened with Andrew Cuomo in New York. Right. So as much as I can't stand Andrew Cuomo and basically, you know, credit him for ruining my life, they only brought in someone who's more extreme. They brought in Fimbot Cuomo, who, who walked around in a vaxxed necklace, claiming that she was the messiah of pharmaceuticals and that she she went to churches telling people to be her disciples. <laughs> Same thing with de Blasio, who was a complete rat and his wife stole 80 million dollars from the for. Who, who couldn't show any receipts for some mental health organization they had lined up. And then they put in Eric Adams, who's, who's arguably worse than de Blasio. So, I mean, there is no middle ground. They, they're going to have to, they're going to have to go all the, I mean, they're going to have to hit rock bottom. And I'd say we're pretty darn close to rock bottom and maybe, it'll, maybe the pendulum will <laughs> swing, maybe it'll bounce back. But I wanted to ask you, and I've asked you this before, and you know where I stand on American politics, and I don't know if your views have changed from the last time I've posed this question, but is it real? Do, are, are most people in Toronto going to cast a ballot for the weirdo leftist and think it's a good idea, or is it all completely, I mean, is their thumb on the scale like we have in Arizona, like we have all over the place? Gavin Newsom, uh, during his recall, you know, this guy's caught sleeping and I guess it's anecdotal, but this guy's caught sleeping in his car with a couple hundred ballots, pills, guns, and everybody's just pretending like, oh, that, that, that doesn't mean anything. It's all on the level. Everybody loves Gavin Newsom. Well, if everybody loved Gavin Newsom, then there would be no recall in the first place. So I guess to round it out, is this real? Can this be trusted or is it just a machine driven hoax? Well, I think what happens in an election like Toronto is that so few people vote. Um what they have is they get out a strong voting block of people and they identify them and they get pressure them to vote. And of course, it's usually probably probably I know that's a bad thing to say, but it's probably, you know, a block of teachers unions and uh, city workers and stuff like that. So I think they they know where to target exactly and they go out and reach out to those people and then they really push it to the inner city leftists who go to voting um, and what they push to them is, you know, you vote for somebody other than, you know, a hardcore leftist and, you know, anti-gay stuff's going to happen. Forget about crime. Nobody cares about that. Uh, you know, access to abortion clinics is going to change. Uh, the transit system is going to get even worse somehow. You know, you really don't have to say much to these people. And by these people, I mean, people who vote for hardcore left wing, 
entities. And I'm not saying you have to vote for Republicans. Um, but it, I think it's undoubtedly true that at this point in time, anyone who labels themselves as progressive doesn't accomplish anything. Um, and you really don't have to say much to the people who are looking to vote for that. You say marginalized community. You say possibly defunding the police for community policing, depending on where you live. And you say LGBTQ rights and women's rights and trans rights. And if you just pretend like these people have rights taking away, which they do not, because, you know, uh, hor hormones for kids isn't a right. Abortions aren't rights, stuff like that. Um, then you can scare them into voting for their lives, whether you so believe just, it to be true or not. So it's just low IQ people and it, and it's real. Cause I'm just, look, I'm, I'm just so jaded. Like, dude, I drove all around the country in 2020 and like, you don't, even here in Arizona, you don't see for every one Biden sticker or something, you will see, I'm not exaggerating 10 to 12, you know, let's go Brandon stickers. I haven't seen one, not one. Not one in my time here have I seen one Katie Hobbs sticker or one Katie Hobbs flag, but you see Carrie Lake all over the place. So I'm just not convinced that, and, and I know that social media is not real, but during the during the gubernatorial race here in Arizona, Carrie Lake had 400,000 followers, you know, over a million across platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, more than a million supporters or more than a million followers. And sure, some of those people might have been hate following and whatever. Keep your enemies closer. <laughs> but Kate, Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbs had 4,000, bro. Katie, I mean, Katie Hobbs had less followers than you or I on Instagram. And she somehow won over the entire state. I just, I'm not buying it right now. Like, and, and shout out, um, Shout out James Klug. He put out a video, uh, I don't know, it was yesterday, today, a couple days ago. I watched it today, neither here nor there, um, in in deep blue Hollywood, in Los Angeles, California, of, you know, grade Joe Biden. And I, I want to say like nine out of 10 people, maybe eight out of 10 people were, were giving him an F. And we're talking about older folks. We're talking about veterans. We're talking about younger kids who were like, no, and Los Angeles, not in South Dakota, not in Arkansas, not in, you know, uh, I was going to say Vermont, but I think they're pretty blue. That's Bernie's place, right? Not not West Virginia. These are people in Los Angeles, young kids smoking joints on the street with dreadlocks talking about, I give Joe Biden an F. But somehow they're going to continue to tell us that everybody likes Joe Biden and he's probably going to get reelected because it's not real. <laughs> well, if there is um, some sort of theory or anything up here. Um, to suggest otherwise, I'd obviously be open to it. You, it it's hard because a lot of the people that they bring in in the large voting box here, whether they're from India or China, um, most of them, they don't like to rock the boat at all when they come in. And there is a, an oh, used to work a, a year, or two, a couple of years ago now. And Sorry, there's an Indian woman I used to work with a couple of years ago who said that their community doesn't like to ch to to go against anything. Just because um, he brought us here. That's basically what she described it as to me. Where you run into trouble is when you bring in people for them. I mean, is when you bring people in from countries that um, that came here voluntarily and they weren't doing so for for desperate means. I mean, people come from India cause it's very poor and dirty and they, and they come here and there's job opportunities and they're, you can't say that. Um, I have family members who've been to India said people were literally throwing garbage out of their windows. So I'll say it. And, um, in a nice area in what's considered to be a nice area, there's lots of them here, very little, but it appears that, um, they're thankful to be here and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's when you run into people from, I would say, Iran, um, what other places, Lebanon, those people, when they're here, they're not, you know, they're not coming here because they're, they're desperate. They're coming here because they see a great opportunity to make more money and to be business people. And those people don't fall in line as easily, easily. They don't have as much problem with rocking the boat. And you would see the same thing if you had people, if for some reason people from Texas were coming here, right? If maybe a Texas person or 
Arizona or Florida person came here for business reasons. They're not just going to vote for whomever let them come there because, you know, they don't see it as much of a gift. That's what I'm trying to say here. And that's what I think happens. And they know that and they target certain areas with that, um, um, with where they target the immigration. The immigration itself is the problem because they they pour all these people into the same spot. Like you come like, let's uh, use a, a place where people won't try to desperately call it racist. Let's say you got a bunch of Swedish people, Swedish people, Danish people, you put them all in the pocket, uh, their own pocket. They're probably going to vote for the same thing they vote for in Scandinavia, which is very high taxes for social programs. You're going to be able to pass something that's like 50% income tax or more on the, on the lower bracket with them. It's moronic. You, you, you bring people into a country and they're, they just act all the same way as in the country that they left. And what do you expect to change? Nothing. That's why, Eric, you got to put them in the Arctic, whether it's Australians, Chinese, India, uh, Americans, send people to the Arctic. We need people in the Arctic circle. Build that up for us. And then and then we'll see who you vote for. Can can I say I also have another uh, question about this, which I think it should be pretty obvious, right? But we constantly hear, and I think I mentioned this last week, that the uh, division tool of Rona and the division tool of paperwork and masking is kind of going by the wayside. So they're going to go back to the old trusty, the old trusty, you know, everything is is a racist thing, right? But how are some people not able to see that we're constantly being sold this idea of institutionalized racism, systemic racism, and I mean, you could pull up, you could go on Instagram right now and probably find five or 10 clips of some weirdo TikTok leftist who's been pulled by a right wing account and, and posted saying that, you know, oh, white men are the problem. Remember there was that girl who, uh, there was one girl who went viral a couple months ago, maybe a year ago now, who who was like bashing her own father because her dad was white or something. It's all completely crazy. They're talking about how, you know, old white men are the problem. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is the solution. Gavin Newsom is the solution. You just told us several times over that old white people are the problem. So how are these guys not part of that problem? And another thing that I that I really have a problem with is the idea that Trump voters were racist, right? Okay, remember we were told that. I mean, the MAGA hat was a new Klan hood. All you know, that's that's racist. And then Joe Biden wins. So are we to believe? That all of those people who voted for Trump one time just magically had a change of heart and they're no longer a racist. And now we like Joe Biden. I mean, how does any of this ever add up? That's well, why it's I think the same that, argument that, about the Obama winning. That's why I think the it's Obama fake. winning twice. Obama wins twice. Then you vote for Trump and you're racist all of a sudden. Yeah, let's uh, let's promote ourselves a little bit here. Uopod.com uh, is where you'll find this page with all our sparkling um links and if you're listening on spotify i i heart radio google on which i can read off this page and you're listening to audio please give us a review please uh like us and subscribe to us on there so you get an alert when um this podcast comes out and when the bonus podcast comes out and if you're watching on getter twitch youtube or twitter please subscribe to our youtube by going to unauthorizedopinions.com or just search us if you're on Getter, we thank you for watching, but we could use some more YouTube subscribers because you can't monetize on Getter. Um, I don't know what's going on over there. They've limited our reach. I'm going to start a conspiracy that Getter is limiting us, and then maybe they'll boost us after that. Maybe they'll, they'll fix the, the numbers for us. But go, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. We got extra content on there all the time with the shorts, and uh, we're going to be having skits on there. And, of course, our streeters are airing on Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is a video I found today from I think Caesar, his name, Alberta. He's a, I worked with him once, and I think he's going out preaching the Bible. Obviously, neither of us to religion, but this was too hilarious to not show. Yeah, the book of life is absolutely Wait, essential. Do you, do I... Okay, she doesn't work. Hello. That was great. Uh, what's it? Technical oh. difficulties. What's happening? Difficulties.com, I guess. Um, I'll try reloading that. So he's going out and he's preaching, and some woman decides to say that 
this treat belongs to the unhoused community. So we don't have any homes, but the street belongs to them. Now, is this something you think you would hear in beautiful New York City or beautiful um, San Francisco? San Francisco. Okay. Um, I got a very quick story here about San Francisco. Uh-oh. When I was young. What's the you second play first? Uh, the book of life is absolutely Okay, no, it doesn't want to work. What? Beautiful. Go ahead. Why is it not working? Um, yeah, know. so this woman says, first of all, she's using the um, the buzzword of unhoused because somehow that's better than homeless, right? It's kind of like, you know, you can't say colored people, but you can say people of color. None of it makes any sense. But this does remind me of a time when I was young and I was, you know, what we like to call uncommissioned public works of art, right? With spray paint and markers and stuff like that. And I got pinched and I had to do community service. And I remember going to an alleyway in San Francisco uh, with, you know, I don't know, eight or nine other guys. Maybe there was 10 of us total. And we're picking up trash and power washing the alleyway when a, when a bum comes around the corner and he says, this is our street. Like they do take ownership of this stuff. So we're down there by, by, by force, basically, right? Forced community service for vandalism. And we're trying to clean up the streets. And this guy comes around and he's angry because he's taking this as, as you know, 10 people being in his living room in a back alley in San Francisco where we're painting over graffiti, picking up trash and power washing, you know, feces and needles and stuff down the block into a, into a trash can. So yeah, th- I mean, uh, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to see the video, but these people do 110% take ownership of these blocks and expect you to steer clear of that. Otherwise they, they're going to become hostile and she's going to bat for them. But I can almost guarantee you that if she walks down that very same block, they're not going to be nice to her. They don't care if she went, went to bat for them. Well, this is what happens when you tell people that it's their right to um, squat wherever they want. San Francisco, right? What's the law there? You can't kick somebody off of your lawn, even if uh, they have stuff on it, on it, because they consider that stuff their personal property and you can't move it, which makes no sense. If somebody's property is on your property, you can certainly move it. <laughs> There's no rule. Like I can't park my car on your lawn. You can't be like, that's my property. You can't move my car. But uh, that sort of stuff is happening in San Francisco. And remember the guy who... Again. Um... Hey, the book of life is absolutely essential. Do, do you have a place to preach? Do you have a place you to see, talk about God? This is freedom of speech. There's you no freedom in nice This is a street that belongs to our unhoused community. And you are chirping in their ears. We're trying to tell them that they can have a shelter. Which can is you? Bruh. 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 Are you helping them with shelter? When you dump them into the North Saskatchewan River and let them go back on the street, were you helping them? He's preaching the gospel of salvation. Where else can you get salvation? It's only death. You see, look around, there's death. Everybody's dying. So obviously the angle here is we will help you with shelter in the church and we will preach to you, obviously. But this woman wearing the rainbow outfit and uh, spinning in circles is not the most sane look, I'm going to say, and saying that this street belongs to the unhoused community. So you don't believe in in property, but <laughs> you don't believe in, in the idea that they can't squat on other people's property or the city property, but somehow the city property now belongs to them. There's a common here. Yeah, I live because... in downtown LA. Drugs all over the place, says uh, Chris Jones. Yeah, so I, I don't know if he was able to tune into that earlier portion where we were watching Danny Mullen down in the subway. But And also, dude, uh, the Los Angeles Skid Row, I haven't been down there in years, probably um, uh, maybe getting close to a decade now. But I remember, dude, being... Look, I've, I lived in Oakland. I lived in San Francisco, New York City. I have never felt as genuinely unsafe as walking around in a Los Angeles skid row. Like I I thought, I mean, I thought we were going to die multiple times or maybe not die, but at least get stabbed or something uh, several times uh, in, in in skid row in Los Angeles. So it's, it's a complete mess. And this uh, was this in Toronto. Where was that clip from? I believe this was in Edmonton, but uh, she said North Saskatchewan river that might go through the North of Alberta. So it's in 
Midwest Canada. Yeah, and um, it, it kind of reminds me also of the uh, the guy out in San Francisco who got in trouble for spraying the bum. Do you remember that clip when he sprayed sprayed the bum with the yeah. hose? So right, it's, they're, those are the same people who they want you to defund the cops, and then you're gonna pay some minimum some minimum wage, you know, recovering junkies to walk around the city. And then if a business owner takes things into his own hands, that's also not, you know, not okay. So it's a catch 22. They want you to have nothing. They want you to be completely afraid and they want, they, they want, they want control of you. Right. So, and I also always say that they don't, I think I mentioned this last week, but they don't really care what you do. That's why we see looting and shoplifting and all that stuff. Cause they're never going to try and stop that. But as soon as you have a wrong think, as soon as you don't agree with one of the talking points, that's going to be a problem. So somehow, some way we got to this point where it's much more, it's, it's much more punishable. I mean, take it from me when I was arrested for the lockdown, but it's much more punishable to have to not agree with one of their talking points than it is to literally be shoplifting every day to support a drug habit. It's ridiculous. Uh, this guy says he's been using buses and trains in LA for seven years. And he's finally bought a car. Shout out to Chris Jones wow. for buying a car. I don't know who would be um, willingly going on there. If you want to send us some video of LA's transit system, go ahead and send it to us on a- Instagram report. No Piner Andrew does. We'll post that for you. And uh, you, you best be subscribed to the YouTube channel. Cock a doodly doodly doo man. <laughs> Almost added that in the intro, but I don't think people would just understand that. Yeah, maybe it's it. a little bit too a little bit too deep of a cut. But um Perhaps. I also wanted to mention very briefly mm-hmm. that with um, you know, Joe Biden recently uh announcing his run for re-election and a couple of Republican candidates out there, um, Afro Man, of course, mm-hmm. has thrown his hat into the ring. Are you familiar with Afro Man? I am familiar with the Afro Man. Every white person of our age bracket knows the lyrics to Colt 45, Eric. I'm yeah, sure exactly. Um, and my college roommate was from Palmdale, which is where Afro Man is actually from. Is that in California? All, it's like a suburb of L.A. I think it's like maybe okay. 40 or so minutes east of L.A. I don't even know which direction. Don't quote me on that. Maybe north. Like Not quite sure. Two zigzags. Yeah. Maybe that's what um, I mean. And uh, uh-huh. Tim, his name was Tim. He was a white guy from Palmdale. So you could imagine he knew every single word mm-hmm. to every single Afro Man song. And I like the fact that Afro Man has thrown his hat into the ring because. On the Democrat side? Any, uh, you know what? That's a great question. I haven't even read that wow. far in the article. Wow. Look I it up right now on my Motorola phone. Hey, um, Motorola, everybody. It still exists. Um, I, that's, that's a great question. I just, I saw the headline. I didn't look into it. I just started singing Colt 45 and and Palmdale kind of like you just did there without looking into the details. But my point is, is it independent, that crazy independent? Okay. There you go. Makes sense. Right. Is it, is it any crazier to have a guy who's famous for smoking weed or even Kanye West, right? Who, who notoriously, oh, he cried when he was talking about abortion at a campaign rally. He's crazy. He wore a red hat, this, that, and the other. Is any of that crazy? Is it crazier than having an empty suit, clearly corrupt, compromised puppet of China president who's been in politics for a bajillion years. Alive. Of course it's not. It's not crazier than AOC, who's a bartender and selected through an interview process to run for Congress. It's not crazier than Al Franken, who was a senator until he had that stupid picture of him pretending to squeeze a girl's chest that got him fired. Um, it's no crazier than Arnold Schwarzenegger being a terrible governor of California. It's or Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. There's so many examples. That's not crazier. And maybe Af- I've never heard Afro man's opinions. Um, if he's managed to, if he's been able to manage his money that he got from his, uh, I don't know, however long fame it was, then I would trust him financially. Probably. Um, it's no crazier than Ben Savage of boy meets world fame running for Congressman in California. I had hopes for you, Ben Savage. He was running for city council. He had a good platform with no woke shit. And then he's running for Congressman now. And it's all just everything. The only thing you can put your hat on is that he wants to refund the police. Everything else. He's just like, uh, this, uh, marginalized, uh, LGBT, uh, which of course you have to do if you're in California. Still disappointing, Ben. Now I'm a Fred but Savage But I don't guy. think you do, bro. I, I honestly, 
I don't think you do. I think it's just the media has convinced us of all that. Well, if he's going to be a Democrat, th- they probably won't let him in unless he says that. Yeah, okay, that's that's probably true. Do you I want money, Ben? Then you must disavow. disavow but I think um, the, the James Klug video that was recently posted, and I get it, it's anecdotal evidence, but like, who do you expect to be... Who do you expect to be more on the train, on the crazy train, than a whole bunch of people walking around downtown Los Angeles, right? They should all, in theory, it should have been the exact opposite. So you had one like, you had one like weird guy who couldn't even explain himself saying like, oh, Donald Trump, you know, orange man bad. I'm paraphrasing there. That's basically what he said. He couldn't explain why, which is fine. You don't have to know everything, but you would think it would be about eight people saying yes, orange man bad and two people saying, okay, I'm open to something else, but it was the exact opposite. And we're, you know, we're not talking about a lot of people. The video was maybe 15 minutes long and they talked to, I don't know, 10 or 12 people. So it's not that it's not a huge sample size, but in Los Angeles, I think that is a step in the right direction. And basically my point is when you break it down and you can, you remove the corporate media from the equation and you remove the entire group think of everybody being scared and you talk to one person or even a group of two or three young people, 20 somethings, they can see right through it. And that's part of the problem. That's why we, that's why we're so heavy on censorship is because a lot of these, I'm still torn. Maybe you have an opinion on this. Uh, some people say Gen Z is more conservative than in, in the millennial generation. Some people say they're they're even more woke and, and more radical and more LGBT. All these surveys are coming out. So I don't know exactly where that falls, but I think when you are actually able to just talk to somebody, and I did this when I was driving around the country, no camera, no phone, no nothing. You talk to regular people, they can all see through it. But when you get them together and the media machine is behind it, it makes you think that you're on the outside when you're not. And, and that's our problem. I think Gen Z is extremely divided, and I think it's vast majority woke, but not along party lines. I think the most desperate things that they desperately think they need to correct, they think are are nonpartisan issues. Transgender rights, transgender rights, uh, climate change. They couldn't do it with the climate or the gays. They had to do it with all of it. Um, that's what I think. I think they think these rights are down the middle and everybody should care about them and they can't understand it. We've seen it in a few comments on on the channel. Why would you have a problem with people just getting the rights? Why would you have a problem with a man just wanting to be a woman? It's like truth doesn't matter. Feelings matter the most. And that's why 20% of them identify as trans because nobody has the cojones to tell them, bro, you're a boy, not a girl. And then, yeah. then I'll tell you a quick story before we go here. Went to uh, Medieval Times, I believe it was, um, months ago. And girlfriend really had to use the bathroom. We stopped downtown Toronto at a Pizza Pizza, which is a pizza chain here, Eric. And uh, she she's waiting in line for the bathroom behind two high school kids. She says 14, 15, 16, that range. And they are conversing, Eric, about whether or not one of them should do things with a transgender girl. And basically it came across, they were so desperate. They were considering that those things with the transgender girl. They said, one of them said, yeah, she's trans, but she's willing to do more stuff. And my girlfriend said she was thinking, you know, I should have just told these guys, no, just wait. It's not that bad that you have to go down that road, but she really had to go to the bathroom and they let her go in front of her. So clearly nice boys, desperate and sad. To, to be at this point where they think it's yeah. normal. Well, I can't get a girl, so I might as well get a guy pretending to be a girl. That's like prison stuff. Well, that's that's incredibly dark. And <laughs> dare I say, that's what they want. That's what that is what they want. They want you to settle for that. They want to normalize that. It's uh dark Pod, times, folks. UOPod.com, unauthorized opinions.com. Like, share, and subscribe. Tuesday, Tuesday, a new hot vids coming from Eric and Andrew on the streets. Goodbye. Some fan dog. Pump it. Oh, kind of funny, but nah. Yeah, dude. Copper over here behind us. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Support me on Patreon because it's all going straight to Fent from now on. Uh, let's do it, dude. Danny, why are you going in there, dog? You, dude. You want to go somewhere? Hey, where are we gonna go? Where are you gonna go? No, get out. No, no, get out, no! How are you, Doug?
Hey. Cheers, bro. I respect you, dude. Hey, we're we're it's all good, brother. We're homies. We're homies, dude. It's good, man. Turn it up, Jordan.